You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. As mentioned, I am your host, Ali Bunker. And this week I'm joined, as always, by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. One year older. You are. You are. And we recorded on your birthday last week, didn't we? Day no, before. Day before your birthday. Uh, it was, yes, because no one had mentioned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so how does it feel to be the grand old age of 23? Um, right. I'm really disappointed that I can't uh, get up every morning and sing that Taylor Swift song. That's, yeah, I know that was a favourite pastime of yours. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's largely the same. Um, still so as alright as ever best news for you is you've still got um, a year to look forward to being able to sing that song by the vaccines when you're young bored and 24 you don't know who you are no more that's true that is true that's true so I mean unfortunately no songs for 23 and one, one more year away from entering the start of my mid 20s <laughs> early to mid 20s 24, 25, 26 oh. Jesus Christ guys come on let's get on with it <laughs> oh if you may have heard that was Matt Matt Bumby how are you I'm oh, very well Good, good. Very well, eh? Man, that positivity seems to be having a bit of a fling with Aiden. <laughs> Putting Aiden to shame. Why are you very well, Matt? What's going on? Well, I've, I've watched... Approximately 700 hours of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I've had a wrestling binge fest for the last two, three days. And what's funny is about maybe five or six weeks ago, that would have probably wanted to make you kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have. Because wrestling, you weren't the biggest fan of it. It's legitimately been 14 hours of wrestling this week. 14. Of WWE wrestling. Let's be honest, yeah. some bits this, this uh, last 14 hours have pissed me off quite a lot. Wow, yeah. But then some have been amazing. Well, you know, and you've got so many hours of wrestling to fill in a week you know there's going to be some moments you don't like that's what it's designed for though at least you're not feeling like Meh. apathetic yeah which is kind of where we were a little yeah. bit at least now you're pissed <laughs> <laughs> um so right yes okay um we did have a little bit of news didn't we it wasn't anything too major just to do with uh, an injury on smackdown live front aiden you want to um, Give us some info on that one. Yeah, I don't really know too much about this. No, All I, don't I know think it'd be any, is that uh, Rowan, one half of the Bludgeon Brothers, aka Eric, um, has torn one of his biceps. I assume his right bicep. It was his right. Um, during the match at SummerSlam, apparently, and will be out for some time as he will require surgery to fix it. So, um, you know, that sort of injury in WWE speak usually means about six months. Basing it off of. Uh, Scott Dawson's injury a few yeah. months ago, probably yeah, six to eight months. Six, I think maybe okay, maybe a bit less. Yeah, biceps uh, don't tend to be as bad as kind of leg injuries because they've been on a bit of a, a bit of a roll recently. Well, oh, they have been, and I mean, kind of derailed um, on SmackDown, but we'll we'll come to that um, in case anybody listens to the show before they watch the uh, the actual <laughs> wrestling, which probably not advised, but yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it does. Well, it's true. She doesn't watch it at all. <laughs> Um, I wonder if she ever knows what's going on. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, yeah like so some thought we were being too harsh on saying how big Nia Jax was, and then she Googled her and <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh. <laughs> uh, and she didn't know what Roman Reigns looked like, and from what we were describing him as, she managed to get exactly how she thought he would look. Yeah, I think she, she saw a picture of the Usos and thought that's how Roman Reigns looked, and we were like, yep, that's exactly how he looks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, SummerSlam then. The biggest, not party. Take over SummerSlam. Yeah, should we go take over home? I might as well do it chronologically. Alright, SummerSlam weekend then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go, let's go chronologically. Take over. Thoughts? It was alright, wasn't it? <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Thanks for the insight. Mediocre, wasn't it? How about you, Matt? How was TakeOver for you? Oh, they fucking smashed it again, didn't they? They did. They bloody did. The first match, it, it, this is, makes me think, why can't WWE... Take a note of NXT and just uh, just make the main event exactly the same. Shorten shorten it, have quality matches, bam, done. I mean, that first tag team match, oh my God. Yeah. At every takeover, pretty much every match feels important. Mm-hmm. Um, That's because there's only four or five matches yeah, on the this card. This time there was five in, in a three-hour show. Mm. I think it was three hours. Um, compare that to 13 at SummerSlam. Mm. Uh, but <clears throat> what they do with with the booking going into their takeovers is their title matches are generally made of the two most credible and over, I guess, yeah. performers in around that time. Because um, the champion is always over in NXT. Which therefore makes for incredible matches that people are invested in rather than um, forcing characters into slots mm-hmm. that might not fit. Um, yeah, so it's just, just having matches on the card for the sake of having a match yeah, on the card. Like it's it's really it's NXT. What I like about NXT is it's really old school and simple, but it's also really modern at the same time. Yeah, they take old school concepts like modernize like the feuds and modernize it with the way they're told and the matches they have. Yeah, they get like the right balance. Yeah, I think it's a, a mainstay of NXT with and, and probably credit to the likes of Triple H and the writing team down at NXT who, as you say, have taken these old school ideas yeah, I guess and just executed like, them really well. People like Matt Bloom and William Regal, I guess, don't actually get a lot mentioned, but I assume that they're very heavily involved. I would assume so. I, I would imagine they're, from what I've seen on like uh, Breaking Ground on the network, they're all, all part of the booking meetings and stuff. Yeah. So. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they were involved. Um, Sean like Michaels, Michaels is one of the agents putting the matches together. It doesn't um, surprise me that they've been you can, high quality. Then. Yeah, yeah, you can you can tell. Yeah. So let, let's start with that first tag team match. Matt, you loved it. Aiden, I believe you were the same. Personally, for me, I bloody loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was Mustache Mountain against uh, Undisputed Era for the tag team titles. Undisputed Era coming out on top, which... I kind of expected. Um, yeah. I didn't expect another title switch so soon after the last one happened. But this match was just quality from start the to finish. The only way I thought there was a title switch <clears throat> is if they were going to bring them up. Yeah, that's I true. I don't think they've got any plans for that anytime soon. Yeah, I I was a little uh, I was surprised that Undisputed Era kicked out of um, both of Trent and Tyler's finishers and their tag team finisher, mm. but then they went down in just one finisher from the UE. Yeah, um, that was a little bit surprising. But I guess that like really elevates. I just think Tyler is going to be something special, isn't it? It makes me really sad that he's <laughs> so much younger than me already. <laughs> the guy's incredible, and uh, I mean Trent Seven for me. Um, I've always I've always been a bit meh about Trent Seven. 
Um, I think people discount him from his body. Yeah, I think that's what it, what it has been for me. But, like, and he's not the most athletic, and he isn't, I guess, technically the best wrestler in the world, but he knows how to tell a story. Mm. And that, you know, that guy... And his promos are good as well. His promos are good. Um, but he knows how to tell a proper story in the ring and how to get his opponents to look good and how to get his partner to look good because Tyler Bate looks incredible uh, just, in this team. It's stuff like... Stuff that the main roster don't do. Like, the other week with the... Um, when Tyler Bate throwing in the towel yeah. to relinquish the titles and then... Again, Trent an old school, that, old school idea. Yeah, and then Trent having that kind of turmoil, inner turmoil, whether to do it or not. Like, I feel like on the main roster, if that had happened a few weeks ago, this time round, that just would have been completely forgotten. They would have expected you to not even remember that that happened. Mm. Yeah. Um, so continuity is, is a yeah. big thing with NXT, isn't it? It's just so simple. Um, but they tell they tell the story in the weeks that they lead up to it and during the match. Mm. And yeah. the commentary team will have you remember it by saying it and go, "Oh my God, he's in this turmoil because um, that's what happened last week, and he might have to throw in the towel again." Yeah, it's just it just. The but they don't. But they don't overcomplicate it or overdo it, which is what I think the WWE commentary teams suffer from, uh, overdoing stuff. Um, they don't seem to have that that issue really with NXT on commentary. Um, so the match itself was obviously really great. Um, Undisputed Era retain. Uh, amazing spot with Tyler Bate. Firstly, he had what he had was it Carl O'Reilly on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Roderick Strong, where he gave him the spin, and any German suplexed <laughs> both pretty much um, from the ground. From the ground, which was just ridiculous. Um, ultimately, they come up short, um, but the crowd seemed to really, really love the match. Uh, and I can see nothing but big things for both these these two teams in in NXT. Um, when I was watching the match, one thought that sprung to my mind, and one question I wanted to ask you guys is. Do we foresee at any point a Tyler Bate heel turn on Trent yes. Seven? It's got. A, it, I think to develop his character, he has to do it. Because uh, the the story I felt that was the or sort of the side story I felt that was being told was that Tyler Bate had eclipsed Trent Seven, outgrown him, yeah. um, and Trent Seven Trent was the one who, who yeah, who was letting the team down, holding him back a bit, and I guess reluctantly he would have to beat him up turn on him in order to get where he needs to go I think that's kind of the story time, you could just be like yeah should we stop that's not how that's not how it works uh, it's just definitely not how it works I think it's clever what they've done by putting him with Trent Seven yeah. because he's not great on promos and stuff whereas yeah. Trent Seven can sort of like we were saying before when uh, last week about uh, the anvil yeah for Bret Hart, he could be exactly the same for Tyler Bates. Yeah, it's a good shout. It's a really good shout. Um, so yeah, I really loved this match. I think it was um, for me actually. I thought it was match of the night. I know that the main event. Some people would probably argue, but um, see, I wouldn't argue with you there. I'd be a hundred percent behind you with that one. It was the perfect start, and it's something that they've done a lot lately um, in the last. few last three takeovers especially started with a ladder match at New Orleans yeah started with Undisputed Era and Danny Burch and 
Lorcan, which initially no which one seemed awesome. to want to see, but it turned out to be amazing. Also a great it. match. <laughs> um, so yeah, they start like straight straight off the bat, just such a high energy match that just gets everyone hyped. Yeah. Um, I think this was actually the second longest match of the night from when I was looking on uh, Wikipedia. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Yeah, I think this was, this went just over 20 minutes. Uh, 18 minutes. And but it doesn't seconds. feel like 20 minutes. It was the uh, second that longest must, match. That, yeah, yeah that's, that's why I was surprised when I read it. That's a compliment to the performers that it doesn't feel like it's 20 minutes. Yeah, it went three Whereas minutes. I'll say something controversial. I felt that Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins, it felt that long. Okay, well, we'll come on to that, because I, I might have a different opinion on it than, than you with that one, but, you know, that's what it's about. Um, Shall we move on? Yeah. Yep. Velveteen Dream defeated EC3 in another quality match. Um, hardly surprising. Shout out to Velveteen Dream's uh, thing on the back of his trousers. His, his tights. Call me up, Vince. Ballsy or what? <laughs> yeah. Which apparently. You, yeah. Did you see the quotes from Triple H? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Basically saying that he, he wishes he'd seen that sort of thing before it made it onto television. First time I saw it was on the hard cam. Yeah. He said, there are some calls you want to get from Vince and some that you don't. <laughs> it sounded quite ominous. <laughs> but yeah, ballsy. I don't know whose idea that would have been. Maybe dreams. I don't know. Um, but yeah, another good match. Um Probably for me the one of the weaker matches. Um, I, I I think that EC3 hasn't quite got to grips with the way the WWE works yet. Hmm. I, potentially, I, TNA wrestler. And... I, I think he's um, he's a character more than a wrestler, isn't he? Yeah, it? like you don't you don't want to be too down on him because he's obviously good in the ring. Um, he just to me like he's kind of like an Elias in that he's probably better suited. At the main roster, yeah. in terms of his in-ring style, yeah, because um, he's not one of these guys who can go and put on these five-star classics of indie guys. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was still a good match, regardless. Yeah, it would well, no, it was it was a good match just in comparison. And in fact, there were no bad matches on this card. Yeah, but yeah, in comparison, it obviously suffers a bit. But um, Velveteen comes out on top, which I think I kind of expected, uh, mainly because he lo- tends to lose most of his matches on takeovers. Um, but you know, again, it was a good match. Um, he's the kind of character that can get away with. Yeah, he doesn't off. need to win all the time. Um, two heels technically going into this, although Velveteen doesn't get booed by anyone. Um, where? Do, what next for both these guys, really? Um, rumors there are actually rumors circling as you were saying about EC3 that he might be on his way up to the main roster. I think both of them could possibly go to the main roster. Hmm. But I would... I'd hold back I on would, Dream, I think. I'd be very... Oh, I don't know. Wary of Velveteen Dream going on to Raw. Yeah. I just think SmackDown would be the better place for him. Yeah, I mean... Personally, I think he needs to stay in NXT for a while. <laughs> Um, not anything to do with his la- with a lack of talent or anything. I just think, firstly, they need him um, because you know they've just Alistair Black's just gone out with an injury. We don't know how long he'll be out for, so that's a big star gone. Um, yeah, when when you call up someone, you need someone to fill that spot. You you need a ready made replacement, don't you? And I feel like should Alistair Black or 
Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa get called up, then the likes of Velveteen Dream and EC3 could step in into that role already. But then, how do you backfill that? Yeah, they've historically done it with signings. Yeah. Um, but it kind of feels like they're running out <laughs> of people like who can they sign? Yeah. Sign, like, that realistically will go. That would sign. Um, like they've snapped up Keith Lee and um, Matt Riddle now. Mm, yeah. Um, the the two... I've not heard much of this Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's like a he's a former like MMA fighter. Um, I don't know if he was ever actually in UFC or he's in or like Bellator, Bellator or something, yeah. but um, yeah, he that that's his kind of his, his gimmick. Well, another part of his gimmick is that he's a massive stoner. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got that with the suit, the hat, and, and the, the flip flops. flops. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's just he's all about the bros, apparently. So he's like a Rob Van Dam Mark too. Yeah, kind of. Except maybe a, a little a bit, bit more bigger. Legit. <laughs> yeah, he's like six foot four. He's yeah. massive. And he's like 240 pounds. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, outside, like, they're the two biggest names from kind of progress and evolve. Yeah. Um, outside of that, like, you've got people, you've got the Bullet Club and the Elite and all that kind of stuff. Just, like, can't see any of those going to NXT. No, yeah. And, like, or just WWE for a while. Well, yeah. Definitely not in the near future <laughs> um, okay moving on from that then uh, Adam Cole baby defended his North American Michael Cole's uh, son Michael Cole's son defended his North American championship against Ricochet and probably lost it yeah and, and another quality match this one was up there the um, uh, one amazing the spot backflip <laughs> backflip the backflip back super kick oh and my god I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to exaggerate here. Was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> ever, like in general or in wrestling. Pretty sure it's one of my top life experiences. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I just uh, like the per- showing it in slow mo. The perfect timing, and like placement of it, and making actual contact yeah. there would have been no, and he definitely would... made contact with him because he didn't carry on flipping backwards he'd oh. <laughs> he yeah. kicked... there would have been nothing... basically kicked his head forward so his legs went that way there would have been nothing worse than if when they showed that slow-mo replay he would just wasn't near him yeah um so he just came, kicked him right in the throat <laughs> yeah um yeah it was just per- and like the commentator sold it as like nigel was like oh fuck he's out like, <laughs> <laughs> Like the crowd went nuts. Everything was just like it was just the perfect spot. It was, but it was perfectly executed. Uh, rico- ricochet, main, um, not necessarily agree. You might probably got a bit of a sore throat, um, but you know, it just looked amazing. Perfectly timed. Just ricochet sold it like he didn't. So, he didn't put his hands out. Yeah. So he just, <laughs> just flopped. Just flopped straight to the floor. He basically springboard. Moonsault onto On his, his face, face. <laughs> <laughs> while being kicked in the process. You. Yep. Are WWE gonna destroy Ricochet? I don't think so. No, I feel like he's a Triple H guy. Triple H guys, gen generally are quite protected. Yeah, a bit like Kevin Owens. Still <laughs> look at him though; he's still successful. Yep, that's him. <clears throat> then. I mean, you've got like. Seth Rollins, you've got your Champers, Samoa Joe, you've got Samoa Joe's, you've got, I mean, you've got Ronda Rousey, mm. 
definitely a Triple H person. Like you know, you know the the Nakamura. Nakamura. You know the I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah, They're going to come be, out of a Triple H. I'm a Triple H guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do tend to do well. I wonder why that is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I feel like for that reason, I feel like Ricochet. He's too talented for them to fuck him up. He's just crazy talented. That guy. Yeah, and he's insane. still fairly young. And hearing him, yeah, he's just turned. He's the same age as you. Yeah, which and... is like really young. <laughs> <laughs> and he, hearing him on Edge and Christian's podcast the other week, he was like, "Oh man, I can't even do half the stuff I used to do anymore." I was like, "What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you used to do?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he used um, to do a a one thousand two hundred and sixty degree <laughs> spin. Shout out to Adam Cole, by the way, because um, being the first North American champion, obviously, no expectations on what that belt means really no history to it but he's really made it a mid card upper mid card title um defended it well had some great matches and you know Ricochet is a deserving incumbent how over is his Adam Cole baby hmm. and just a bit where he goes boom yeah <laughs> it's like, crowd everyone love it. waits for it it's like <laughs> boom yeah, the, the simplest thing. The the Adam Cole baby thing um, is probably one of the loudest reactions to any kind of gesture, or I don't want to call it a chant, but mm. any kind of signature taunt catchphrase that I've ever heard. Yeah, and I've never been in an arena while that's while he's been there, but I feel like if I did, I'd have to bring earplugs because <laughs> you hear it on TV. And it literally just sounds like everyone's screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah, how much they love it. It's a bit like the um, burn it down. Yeah, Seth Rollins, that's, that's just that getting louder and louder every loud. week. Um, but yeah, no, so over. Adam Cole's over as a, as an athlete, as a wrestler, uh, with all the crowd. And they've um, done really well with Adam Cole, making him smarmy, um, making him a smarmy heel, like with backup from his gang and helping him out with matches, but also making him credible at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Great stuff. I feel like Shawn Michaels would be very closely involved with Adam Cole's character development. Yeah, potentially. It would, it make, would make sense. Um, well, who, who else do we see in this North American title scene event in NXT? It seems like it is a little bit there. I feel like, but, um, maybe Dream like you could put Dream in there, but I feel like Dream doesn't need a title. Yeah. Um, EAC3, perhaps. Um, who we should probably mention look. Like I think I'm pretty sure he's got broken nose, yeah, and p- potentially a concussion. <laughs> um, he looked Definitely completely out of it. Um, yeah, who else could we put there? Um, I guess maybe someone like Only Lorkin. Yeah, where's Lars Sullivan? Lars Sullivan, he's just been knocking around. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a few. Um, I suppose this is probably now as good a time as any to start establishing new stars. Yeah, I think so. Um, so get maybe Keith Lee in on there. But yeah, look forward to seeing to seeing what Ricochet can do with that with that title. Um, someone else who's won a won a title at NXT Takeover Brooklyn Four was Kyrie Sane, uh, who defeated Shayna Baszler, who previously looked unbeatable, um, although she had previously beaten her in the Mae Young Classic. So surprising for me, this one. I didn't expect Shayna Baszler to lose the title. Um, I didn't either. But yeah, I think that's what's quite good about it, though. Yeah, I was, I, it was a good match, I thought. And, you know, fairly happy that Kyrie Zane won. Yeah. I yeah, I, this means for Shayna Baszler. Maybe, you know, there's rumours of her going up as well. 
that's always going to happen with champions who lose their titles in NXT, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I expected. Um, I think I would have had her retaining if we were to do predictions. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's good to see someone different in there. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty much a year now since Kyrie Sane's been around and hadn't actually done that much no. with her. Um, so it's good to see a kind of more serious side out of her and actually winning. Yeah, yeah it's good. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, we'll move on from that one. The main event, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Now, obviously, oh. these guys oh. are probably the best rivalry going. Um, probably rivals Miz One of the best Ryan. rivalries ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd agree. And we know they can have brilliant matches because they have, uh, even as far back as the Cruiserweight Classic, um, had great matches together. And then as a tag team, they had great matches. Um, Who would have foreseen this when he turned heel on him? That they would have this absolutely barnstorming three matches. I think that Champa getting injured was the best thing that could have possibly happened for him but also for the rivalry mm. yeah. yeah I think so because this would have all been over by now yeah um, but it's because he got injured they've had to drag it out so long uh, and it just works brilliantly like the the storyline leading in obviously this match was supposed to have Alistair Black in it which is a big change and we don't know how this match would have gone down with, with Alistair Black in it it would have been a triple threat instead it was a last man standing um, and not typically one of my favourite match types, I have to add. Mm. Um, but no, cause it's a bit milked in. It is. There's, a, there's quite a lot of it now, isn't there? And I just don't like the anticlimactic endings to Last Man Standing matches. That being said, the ending to this match certainly wasn't an anticlimax. Um, well, well, it was for you. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was for me. <laughs> um, that's a different story. <laughs> but you know the. Um, the ending was just so creative so out of nowhere and just generally just awesome <laughs> yeah um, for me it was probably my least favourite of their trilogy um, it was long it was 34 minutes long it was long it just yeah it felt like um, it, I guess it's hard like we've seen a lot of the stuff before in the previous two matches yeah but, they, but the, what they do well with this feud is they throw back to all that yeah. stuff but they, but they don't they don't they retell it they don't copy it yeah they they remind evolve you evolve it yeah they do um, so their matches are full of each other getting retaliation aren't they on things that have happened to them they just the role yeah. reversal so things like the DDT on the wood and things like that yeah I've never seen as well then put a table upside down. No, we were saying this when we watched it, and uh, I think Aiden, you were saying that you were, all you were hoping is that they didn't. Land Someone on didn't the land legs. on the legs yeah, that were pointing up. Leg. Um, I with this rivalry, I've never seen a rivalry based around so many little details mm-hmm. that actually mean so much to the story yeah. that you never notice until you go back and read it. Like I found this really good thread on Twitter, um, that um, just gives you all the little little intricacies of like 
things that you see all the way throughout the rivalry, for example, the exposed knee, starting at the Cruiserweight Classic where Champa exposed his knee and he couldn't, couldn't bring himself to do it. Since then, both have exposed their knee at key moments of violence. Uh, violence. It's a sign of mercilessness, pitilessness, and it's likely to happen again. This is before the TakeOver match. You know, it's happened at every match they've had. <laughs> yeah. The face grab. Champa especially has a tendency to grab Gargano and force to look upwards at him in moments of helplessness, but Gargano has taken a turn as well as things have gone darker, as we saw at the end when he was screaming at him. The DIY finisher. You know, the super kick and the knee. That's yeah. what Gargano was going for at the end. The uh, sitting side by side, which we've seen throughout all of their matches so far, but I don't think we saw it in this match. I'm not, sh- I'm not certain we did. Um, there's a whole bunch of, of stuff in here, including Alistair Black as well, that I won't bother reading. Um, the crutches, or support turning to wep- weaponry, so things like crutches being used mm-hmm. and initially for support, but then being whacked with them, or knee braces. Mm-hmm. That, um, no mainly, pa- mainly from Champa's point. Mainly, but yeah, Gargano too. Um, no padding. Anything that could protect someone, just is stripped away. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we saw again in this match. So, yeah, it's just like so many things where you don't always notice until you sit, you go back and read about them or watch them and just go like, yeah. Have you seen the isolated commentary again for the Bar Twitter? No. The what? what from Mauro? Yeah, no. I From this know. match, it's amazing. It's just he's just so good at telling the stories. No, I've not seen that actually. I was watching mine with no sound actually. Um, it slightly takes away from it. Yeah. Um, but that was because I was watching it at MK11 whilst waiting for SummerSlam to start. So <laughs> I was simultaneously using up most of my data. Um, but yeah, this for me it probably was. Not as good as their last. Um, but still incredible, incredible action. And it kind of topped off what was one of the best takeovers ever. If, yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. If not the best. From top to bottom. What is the best takeover ever? Don't know. What's the worst? <laughs> What's the worst? Um, it would have to be one of the like proper early the ones. The early ones, yeah. I mean, I didn't even watch the first couple, I don't think. Uh, so I wouldn't be able to say whether they were any good. Um, I think the UK one wasn't that great, was it? The UK, the 2015 one. The London, Takeover London. Um, I think oh, it was alright. Right. They had a good tag match with Cass and Big Cass and Enzo yeah. with uh, American Alpha, I think. Uh, we had Balor and Joe. Um, How was that? <laughs> you know, the the mic that's recording you fell off the table, fell off the shelf. It made a weird sound. Um, it did. So yeah, I don't think any takeovers are bad. I don't think any of them bad. So yeah, hard question. There's been so many now. Maybe we should do a so special on takeovers. That was recently, wasn't it? Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, that had the first five star match in forever. No, that did. Yes, yes, you're right. Overall. What else did we have? We've had some good shit in there. We had Alistair Black and Adam Cole in that ODQ match. That was yeah, amazing. That was good. Okay, maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a special on it. I'm sure we can dig up some quality matches and some maybe not so quality matches. Yeah, yeah potentially. Right, moving on then. Um, before I do, 
in your new segment. Did you have anything to add? <laughs> Shit, I completely forgot. Yeah, well, that will be a no. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> we can Badly prepared. No, I can I can get these. Uh, I can get the results up in a matter of moments. Um, did you know? What are we on August? No, oh, it's the twenty second now. Oh, never mind. Um, 22nd of August 2005 John Cena defeated Chris Jericho in the You're Fired match to retain a WWE Championship per pre-match stipulations stipulations, Chris Jericho was fired which is weird because yesterday on no two days ago on that day in 2012 Jericho lost a loser leaves WWE match against Ziggler (laughs) so August the 20th and August the 22nd aren't good for Jericho. He seems to take a late summer break. Yeah, or he comes back around that time. Mm. Um, or positive to do festivals at that time. <laughs> so, yeah, what was yesterday's on this day was um, was technically the first all-women's main event on Raw um, from 2000 where Leah defeated Stephanie, but no one ever talks about it. No, no one talks about it. So yeah, that's my day. segment. And that's why I'm gonna play the music. Put the music in, yeah, yeah, put it in. That's what she did. Every time that thing. Um Summer Slam then. The biggest event of the summer um proved to be a pretty big event this summer. Um Ups and downs, it's fair to say. For me, definitely, the ups outweighed the downs by far. I thought it was perhaps rivaling Royal Rumble as the best pay per view of the year. Yeah, for me, it was the best SummerSlam in ages. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Without doubt, there were just there were certain points where I just wanted to throw stuff at the telly. <laughs> um, so let's get into some of those points. Um, but firstly, for me, they kicked off. Okay, well, actually, let's not get to that bit. The kickoff show. We didn't watch it really, did we? We saw bits of it. Yeah. Well, oh, I didn't watch it. Would, the quiz was on at the same time, so yeah. that was, took up most of our focus. Um, the quiz at MK11, as, it, as we always do. And we won, somehow. Again, three in a row. <laughs> three in a row, 100, 100% um, winning record. Still maintained. Just about. We're, somehow. So eventually, we're going to get to Goldberg's record. Yeah. Or Asker's, actually. Or Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's how I feel all the other people who can't feel. They're just on a losing streak because they can't beat us. That's fair. Um, but yeah, we won We won with a lot of help from Ashley. Hope you're listening, Ash. Um, I feel like we would have won without him. <laughs> we, may, we may or may not have done. Um, we don't know what scores the other teams got, actually, but we scored 17 out of 41, which was pitiful. Yeah, not but our personal still best. Enough, still enough to win somehow. Because so, yeah, it cool. was really fucking hard. It was really hard this time. They're not usually that hard. The Royal Rumble one was really easy, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think we got every single question right. Almost. Um, and then the WrestleMania one, I think we got about 90% of them right. Where did this well, no, we got about one question wrong. That was it, yeah. That was true. And then with this one, we got less than half. <laughs> not our finest hour. No. But it was really bloody hard. Next time, make it slightly easier. It's less fun when it's that hard. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So we worked harder for less reward. That's true. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um. I don't know how many points we won by, but if we won by the Michael Cole real name question, 
But if we won by one, I'm going to claim full credit for it because you did not believe me that it was Michael Cole. I thought it was just too obvious. <laughs> Michael Coulthard. Um, anyway, kickoff show. So Rusev and Lana versus um, Almas and uh, Zelina Vega. Can't really remember it. No. I know Selena Vega pinned Lana where she put her, tried to put her foot on a rope, slipped a little bit and then put it back on. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, if, if we I've not make heard it, anything about the match. Should we skip the kickoff? Because I didn't even watch it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if we want to make this less than a four hour show <laughs> with all the matches we've got, we should probably rattle through. Well, then it was the B team and the revival and B team won. Uh, Annoyingly. Which, I know it was a bit annoying. Um, and that was it for the pre show, wasn't it? No, there was one oh, more. Oh, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak, which we saw bits of, um, but Alexander won. Didn't pay any attention. Didn't really pay attention there. Um, shame on us. Anyway, the show itself kicked off in great fashion. So, Can you see where we were at with our predictions by this point? Well, I was. I had a hundred percent record. Um, oh shit! One more I one thought I did one. a lot worse than I did. It was quite close in the end. Yeah, I never ended. I never actually ended up tweeting the final results. Well, I, I did in the last match, but I never like officially confirmed them. Mm. Um, but by the time the show had started, the scores were. Aiden 2, Ali 3, Matt 2, PW Peeps 2. The Revival let me down. I don't know who... Who let me down? Oh, Rusev. Rusev and Lana, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I was out in front. So the show itself kicked off in great fashion. So Dean Ambrose, good information for him. He comes out accompanying Seth Rollins, obviously, for his Intercontinental title match with Dolph Ziggler, obviously with Drew McIntyre by his side. I just thought, and Matt, you may disagree, I thought everything about this match just was perfect. Yeah, you've got you've got four guys there. Um, you've got Ambrose, who seemingly has a new has a little fire under him. Mm-hmm. Um, Rollins, who's just on a roll, can't can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Ziggler is on one kind of, of reborn. Yeah, one of the best runs of his career. Um, I guess partly, more mainly thanks to McIntyre, who's mm. come up and is just reinvigorated a lot of stuff. Yeah. So four guys who are just kind of firing oh, on all cylinders. Just massive momentum going into the match really helps. Yeah. How I saw it, the first ten minutes of the match, I thought was quite boring, and um, then it got going. I think it, it was one of those instances where they they knew they were going to get a lot of time, so there wasn't they didn't rush there wasn't it. any need to come out like all guns blazing. Yeah, I think it was uh, as as I think we saw with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, it just built really nicely. Yeah, um, I think it re- the, where the match really took off um, for me, or what cemented it as a really good match, was that spot on the top rope, the, the back, like the reverse oh, back and down the from the top. Into the the reverse, what do you call it? Sidewalk slam, I can yeah. call. <laughs> um, which kind of undersold it a little bit because it was bloody amazing. And every time, every time I see Seth Rollins in one of his matches, I just think he's literally awesome. Like, how does he do these things? I, I watched I watched SummerSlam back the next night with Mum and Dad. Mum actually sat and watched the whole of it. Um, and you used to do that with me. I know. <laughs> um, and when when that spot happened, when they showed the replay, Mum was sitting there cringing, thinking like, "Oh, that's got to break his neck." <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, it looked like it really would have hurt. It really would have hurt. It's landed straight on his knees, and his chest and face. Yes. <laughs> um, and then got straight up and then landed on his back. What was it on his? Oh, he landed on his back. On his back, yeah. Uh, it's just awesome. Such a good spot. Never seen it before. No. Nope. Never even thought about it. That's what made it great. 
Um, Seth Rollins picks up the win, so new new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, the assistance from a Dan Ambrose. Bit of assistance, but the crowd the crowd helped with this. Yeah, the crowd were all over. And they it. haven't been amazing all weekend, as we'll probably get into. But a hot crowd, as we always say, makes things ten times better. And yeah, they were so into this match. And what, watching it back when I could kind of hear everything properly, the reaction to A. Ambrose coming out, Seth Rollins burn it down, and Seth Rollins picking up the victory were probably three of the top five noises of the night. Yeah, and that back suplex that popped yeah. as well. Uh, really got the crowd going. I know that obviously first match, they're probably going to be the most hot for that match, but it's a smart booking to put it then, I thought. Seth Rollins, I think is on such a great run of really good pay-per-view matches now. Yeah. I can't think of a bad pay-per-view match he's had recently. Or even a less than really good. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Did you just bark? <laughs> well, that was my dog. Are you sure? <laughs> shut up. Harley, shut up. Harley race? Anyway. Someone ran, someone ran past the house. How dare they? Yeah, how dare they? <laughs> it was Seth Rollins running away with the show that he just stole. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> right, moving on. I am um, actually no poor dude. Glad Seth Rollins won. Did you think Zig was? Who did we predict for these ones? We all predicted Rollins. We all predicted Rollins, didn't we? So I think we were all quite happy with that result. Even the peeps predicted Rollins. I mean, it it seemed like it was the most sensible booking decision. I don't. <laughs> Do you know what what was actually quite funny about this? Um, after, I suppose, Matt, you wouldn't have experienced this, um, but after the match with Ambrose and Rollins in the oh, ring, oh yeah, everyone in the, everyone in the pub was like, oh, oh, he's gonna do it, yeah, and then Ambrose walked towards him. him. Well, no, um, he stood behind. He him. turned he turned his back to Ambrose, and everyone was like, oh, and then it just faded to black, and everyone was like, oh, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they built it really well, didn't they? Yeah. It was um, it was it was really like everyone was so on edge about that, and like I personally didn't think it was going to happen anytime soon. Anyway, no. if I was just sat there going, "Of course they ain't going to do it," of course yeah, and the longer it went on, I was like, "They're going to do it, they're going to do it." And then it just faded away. It was like, "Oh, fucking teases." <laughs> um, something else they teased was a, t- a tag team title change on the SmackDown brand when the New Day took on the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, You'll be shocked to learn that when the new day came out, oh, mum, oh, I like these lot. Oh, <laughs> they're really funny. These lot, I really like these lot. I think they're for hilarious. These, imagine, these are the pancake guys, aren't they? For some reason, I really, I imagine she really likes Biggie. <laughs> I think she more likes Kofi. Uh, okay, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, everyone loves Kofi. Everyone loves Kofi. Um, New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. This match was really going really well. So I think this it lasted 9 I'm, minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they gave the New Day as much offence as they did. Yeah, well, I mean, Cause it would have been weren't particularly happy about it. It would have been, for me, um, so much more predictable and boring to have a, a Bludgeon Brothers domination with maybe like a glimmer of hope for New Day. Yeah. But having New Day, like, they're the four-time tag team champs. Like, exactly. They're the, supposedly like the best team in the company. Mm. So there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to go toe-to-toe. Yeah. But they just told it well. 
they did really well. I mean, they it got... wasn't 50 50. I was pissed off at the ending, to be fair. I think a lot yeah. of people were, but I Which, thought it made sense. I think it was designed for. Yeah. It was the first time these guys have been pushed to the limit. They're like, fuck, just, let's just get out of here. Yeah. And also, at some point during the match, Rowan had torn his bicep. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> so, credit, for, credit to him for wrestling through that match and then again on Tuesday. Again, yeah, with just a little bit of padding. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, probably a lot of painkillers. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe not so... too many. He's not that advisable while you're wrestling. <laughs> He's a big guy. He can take it. Yeah, um... he probably has some kind of tranquilizer. <laughs> he apparently legitimately weighs four, uh, three forty, yeah. according to Luke Harper. I'm surprised. Huge. Um, He's just a really thick man. Mm. Not, not in a bad way. Um... Thick with two C's. Yeah, so New Day won by disqualification. Uh, which after... gave me the point for this. It did give you the point, which was really frustrating. Because <laughs> this is where it started going wrong. And it was the seventh, second match in. But... Well, the peeps also predicted New Day. I didn't get that. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that. Because I thought I was very much going out on a limb. we're going disqualification, I don't know. But we don't... Maybe Let's we see what the, the percentage was. Six, 67% in favour of the New Day. Two thirds. I just didn't see that happening. Hmm. Like, well, I couldn't see the New Day winning the tag team titles. I should have been more smart about it. I thought I, I might be able to see I did say they'd it. win by hook or by yeah, crook. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out they just could win given to them. Yeah. So they didn't win the tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Now, <laughs> the probably the biggest frustration of the night for most people was the match between Braun Strowman. I'll, I'll call it a match. The exhibition. <laughs> The four, well, two minutes of uh, action we saw between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. In the one minute fifty. Kevin Owens just got buried. And I get it, it's Braun Strowman. But this rivalry's been going on for about two months. Maybe even longer. Since June, really. Um, it's about two and, yeah, two and a half For months. me, why have this match at SummerSlam and the match they had before... At a lesser pay-per-view. Yeah. I've, well, With I the guess, spot that they did. I know for the spot they did, that was like the biggest part of the pay-per-view, wasn't it, that spot? Yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like on a SummerSlam, it might have got forgotten about a little bit. Well, that's one of the things that kind of pissed me off about this match was, um, and especially when re-watching it on Monday, the choke slam on the ramp mm. was horrific. Yeah. His head and just it's, straight off of that completely washed over by everything else that happened in the show yeah third match in 60 seconds into the match mm. no one remembers it no and it was fucking brutal it was brutal yeah you're right and kevin owens has now taken probably more big bumps in the last three months than that one off the ladder the one off the cage mm-hmm. he's been bumped off the stage in a porta potty yeah the amount of times he's been run over at the side <laughs> of the ring yeah Doing backflips on the floor and stuff, just yeah. like credit to to Kevin Owens, he'll do anything to make Strowman look like a monster. Yeah. Um, but was this not too much? But this feud has been. Oh, I think so. The, the, the briefcase. There's no way Kevin Owens should be getting squashed. The briefcase was on the line, and big thing was made about can Kevin Owens become Miss Money in the Bank? A lot of people had expected him to win. Yeah. Um, in order, because you know he would be better with a briefcase than Braun is um, and I just feel like it was a massive not, yeah. kick, not kicking the nuts or in, not a slap in the face or anything that bad just it was a, just a you, let down you could hear it 
when um when they counted one two three it was literally like the first two counts barely anyone was counting along and then it went to three and all the crowd would go up and go what yeah what the fuck was that yeah um so yeah it was a bit of a like like it kind of took the wind out of people a bit yeah it did um which isn't really what you're you're looking for you know that's that part of the show um and it's a shame because obviously Braun Strowman is massively over mm-hmm. and loved by you know most of the crowd um I just feel like this sort of thing I was saying to myself when we were watching it I might have even said it to you at the time this is the sort of thing that turns people against wrestlers yeah this is yeah. the sort of thing that I wouldn't be surprised if they had Roman do to someone yeah exactly, exactly like if, if Roman had done that it's that same thing people would have like boycotted yeah um, so yeah they've just got to be careful with that kind of stuff because yeah I mean that's that was, even to me that made me go a bit bored of Braun yeah and that should never happen because Braun's amazing well, that put us two in the lead to get over Matt by that point. Um, peeps had gone with Owens, so me and you on a five, Peeps on four, Matt on three. Mm, so, yes, we are at drawn level. Um, now, this was the kicker. <laughs> this was the the prediction that you didn't want to make. <laughs> Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. First things first, I thought this match was really good. I think it's Carmella's best match best in, the roster, oh, in the roster. Oh, don't even say that. I said that on Twitter. Yes. I said that on the uh, WhatsApp. Yeah, but we agreed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't but realize you don't, steal my, don't steal my idea. <laughs> well, you can All right, enjoy. Matt, what did you make of the match? I thought it doesn't matter what you <laughs> By far. By far. An absolute mile. Yeah, obviously helped by the fact that she had the two best in-ring workers on SmackDown with her. But she put in, she put in the hard graft. She, yeah, she she did her job story. well. Yeah, and she didn't scream as much. Yeah, that I I appreciate that. And she wasn't dressed like an egg. Just like an. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but those what those one one pieces always make me think of eggs. I think it's because of King Kong Bundy. He looked like an egg. <laughs> I'm not comparing Carmella to King Kong Bundy. What was I going to say? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a reach. People say that. She, I'm, I'm hot like Carmella. <laughs> no, don't. I want to shed some light on his trash talking at some point. <laughs> the smack talking, I should say. Um, maybe we'll just drip some in now and again. <laughs> I mean, we can. <laughs> Depends uh, which ones we're allowed to use. Well, since we're on the subject of Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> when we were at Tokyo 11 there was a, a smack talk battle on this is kind of going off topic um, and as a, me and Aiden were t- describing it to Matt before the show started it started off as probably one of the most cringeworthy and awkward looking things I've ever seen basically they got two people from the whoever was there it, to it was the, have a smack talk it was battle. a smack talk equivalent of the Bailey this is your life segment <laughs> yeah it started that way but then it got alright it got quite good yeah, mainly because the one guy just completely burying the other was just <laughs> yeah. insult after insult. Yeah. Personal favourite was uh, when he said about the fancy dress. He said, I know this is fancy dress, so if you've come as a dickhead, then you've won that prize. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. Um, and just straight down nasty. <laughs> but anyway, for the remainder of SummerSlam, Aiden and I decided that it would be fun. And it proved to be fun. It was, uh, it was To come up line, with it. some rhyming style insults that were all wrestling based and it kept us entertained throughout SummerSlam <laughs> and they're still keeping us entertained now 
<laughs> like we initially we were just coming up with them on the spot and then part way through i was like shit we should write these down because <laughs> yeah. we ever need these so i, was like, I, I don't know why we would ever need about them. 25 probably more shall we read out the carmelo one <laughs> as we're Carl. on the topic we're on the subject of carmelo so this was your creation it was a creation don't blame it on me <laughs> this is not one of our final ones though, one I must have the these people think i'm hot just like carmelo well, you give people the shits just like Sam Manella. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, that was good. I thought it was great. There's, <laughs> There are better ones. There's more to come. More where that came from. I think Some of them are every, maybe can't be broadcast. For every match that we talk about, if someone that is involved from one of the rhymes that we've had will mention the rhyme. <laughs> Fair enough. Really? We still want to go through most of... SummerSlam and the Raw and SmackDown. Well, we, we didn't can, talk we about everyone. So Charlotte won. Charlotte won this, um, and obviously, probably, it, probably the second biggest, one of the biggest parts of SummerSlam is what happened after the match, um, whereby, and everybody was baying for blood by this point uh, after Charlotte won. I don't think anybody in, in attendance at the Barclays Center or at MK11 where we were wanted Charlotte to win. Uh, other than you, because you predicted it, but you, you didn't actually want her to win. No, uh, you were well in the Becky train at this point. Well on the Becky train, I should say. Um, but they just told this perfectly, I think. Charlotte winning, stealing the thunder yet again from Becky Lynch. Not pinning Carmella. The final straw. Pinning Becky. Pin, pinning Becky. While Becky was inches away from win. winning. It's just com- like it's completely stealing her thunder again. And she just had enough, and she snapped. And the crowd went mental. For me, this was the loudest pop of the night. The loudest the crowd reaction of yeah, the entire night. definitely. Uh, she's saying something. In a match that, you know, leaning into it, not many people really cared too much about. Well, I mean... They just, people just wanted yeah, to see Becky. Yes and no, yeah. Like, as we've seen more and more so in the last few months, especially we saw in the ladder match, Money in the Bank match, whenever Becky had got near that briefcase yeah the crowd started to come out of their seats and the crowd were going nuts and the closer she got the louder they got and since then it's just been a continuous wave so people were definitely looking forward to this because they thought surely it's got to be her time mm-hmm. but how wrong they were <laughs> they were they went with Charlotte and I can see why they've done it because this it's led to this Becky heel turn um, she's seven time champion now yeah, I know. Three years. She is the Roman Reigns of uh, the women's division. Except she's more successful. <laughs> um, and can wrestle. Oh, <laughs> Low blow, low blow. Um, Did you watch War this week? <laughs> war? War. <laughs> Did you watch, I did watch war? war this week? <laughs> um, seven time chat, that is ridiculous, isn't it? For somebody who's been in the business like four years. She's been 24. in the business. Victories at... Yeah, she's got the yeah. most pay-per-view victories out of any woman ever. And she's a 100% record in triple threat matches. Is she? Didn't know that one. Oh, yeah. Um, which is big, big game player. Strange fact. Big mad Charlotte. <laughs> um, so that put me in the lead. It did put you in the lead, because you went for Charlotte, even though you didn't want to. You felt like you had to. No one else even made an no advance on this other than to. me. So I went to six, you stayed at five, everyone stayed at their lowly position. <laughs> lowly. How did I get back from this? I don't think you did. <laughs> I don't think you did, no. Um, I literally can't remember I the final score with, at all. I, I drew with Ali, didn't I? I? I don't know, we'll get to that later on. Okay. What was next? 
Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE oh, Championship. Oh. I've just found a, a tweet that I don't remember making saying, where the fuck does Byron get his suits from? Someone went, man, I hate that guy. <laughs> and I, I just commented saying, I heard he's a virgin, pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember making that at all. Did um, they pass it on? We probably should. I believe so. No. Ah, Byron Sexton. Anyway, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. Surprisingly, at this point of the card, yeah, people were a bit. That, that's, pissed at this. that was our reaction, wasn't it? When they went next up and they showed the graphic, we, we were like, what? "What? They must be doing all the SmackDown matches." Yeah. When was the last time the WWE title was the main event at a dual branded pay per view? I don't think it has been, has it? No, it hasn't been. I don't think it's been at the main event since AJ's had the title. Yeah, which is weird. It must have done it, some like one of the SmackDown ones, but I don't know what SmackDown ones they've had since he t- won the title. They've had him versus Nakamura a couple of times. Yeah, but they were all brand co-branded. Oh, they haven't had any SmackDown ones since he... He won it in November, so somewhere between November and April there would have been, but oh well. Jinder. Oh, yeah. Elimination Chamber. Who knows? Oh, it was... No, no that was Raw. That was Raw, wasn't it? Who cares? Um, yeah, this match was really, really bloody good. Yeah, and it took I me it took me a second time to watch it back for me to appreciate actually how good it was. I was surprised at how good it was, not for any kind of blame on the athletes or mm. athletes performance, um, but because the amount of the amount of time um, they were given and the story that they were allowed to tell. Mm. Um, I was very I was just impressed by it. Yeah. And it made Samoa Joe look like a monster and a credible like he should have been in the main event the whole time. And he always does look like that. Really. Um, the line about the line as well was just amazing. Was that one at the end or the one at the beginning or <laughs> the one at the end. Well, they both were to be fair. Um Samoa Joe is playing this this character really well. Yeah. Um do you have, by the way, has anyone seen the Chronicle episode of Samoa Joe? Oh no, I didn't know there was a new Chronicle. Yeah, there is. I watched it yesterday. Did you watch, have you watched the Chronicle of Nakamura? Yeah, I watched that one. Is it anything like that one? Yes, yeah, like virtually the same. Okay, because the Nakamura one was really good. This was really good as well. You should definitely watch it. Um, I don't think I've seen either. Oh, I the watch Nakamura one's from um, just before Mania. Um, it's all about is like around just before the Rumble and the build up from Rumble to Mania. Yeah, and this one is the build up to SummerSlam as well. So well, from the time he joins to SummerSlam. Um, so yeah, it's really good. Um, AJ Styles lost by disqualification. That's how Matt brought a point back, I think. Because oh. you had Cause Samoa, you went Joe. Samoa Joe, didn't you? That was it. Yeah. Um, I think also you went for the Miz, didn't you? But yes, as did I. Get on to that. Yes, I did. Um, so Samoa Joe wins this by disqualification after <laughs> after provoking AJ to the point where he couldn't handle his emotions anymore and then he hit him with a steel chair a few times. <laughs> Quite a lot of times. Did you see Samoa Joe's back? No. It looked like he'd been he looked like he had been butchered. <laughs> I know I know he's like a bit of meat had been tenderized. He's a large guy, obviously. Um but he really put it into perspective for me how big he is. When AJ got him up for the Styles class, yeah, <laughs> he looked fucking huge. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. Um, and then landed on also, his face. Well, yeah, but it can also move. 
Um, yeah, that's why when, they, they've called him the hybrid athlete yeah. about 30 times. When he kicked him, when he kicked AJ off, off the, the top rope to the outside, oh. he kicked him with so much force that it legitimately looked like AJ just couldn't stay on the top rope yeah, anymore. Flew yeah. off. <laughs> it was so good. Um, credit to AJ as well, because the guy is incredible. Um, just has really good matches. Yeah, this was um, his, I think, his best his title best defense. His best defense by far. Um, and Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe will do that. He'll bring that out in you. I like this story. I think it's not yeah, something they do very was, often these days. There was no way it should have ended at SummerSlam. It's like getting slightly less like PG, which is good. Yeah. Just... Samoa Joe's basically sounds like, like a line. A bit like a creepy pervert. Yeah, a little bit. But he's not, not really. but not yet. Not like DDP. <laughs> not no, not like DDP. Um But in a as if, if if there ever is any good way to be a creepy pervert, the Mojo's found it. <laughs> um, That's a soundbite. So we'll, we'll see where where that that feud goes. Um, oh, I had a rhyme about Samoa Joe. I believe you did. Yes. You think you can cut me just like a lawnmower? Well, I'm gonna choke you out just like a Joe from Samoa. <laughs> Mower of lawn. <laughs> Uh, of Braun. The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. The match that had <laughs> the match that had been building for eight years, and probably should have come up with his own hashtag, which would have been hashtag Please don't fuck this up. Yeah, that was a <laughs> literal tweet I sent. Yeah, don't uh, fuck I this up at WWE. I think I did on Instagram about uh, on the same topic um, for PWP, um, and they didn't really, did they? Twenty-three and a half minutes. This match went. It's the longest match of the night, wasn't it? I believe it was. Um, yeah, it just was about. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Loved the end. Again, slow burner, crescendoed. Just um, good storytelling throughout. Trademark Brian, trademark Miz, trademark Corey Graves. <laughs> Corey Graves was brilliant on commentary. I don't and remember it's, it's not that easy to hear when you're in public. I, I mean, it sounds loud enough, but he's not really taking it in because no. like when you've got earphones in or you're watching it on TV, the commentary's so loud that you can't help but take it in. Yeah. But Corey Graves, when when this whole Daniel Bryan Miz feud, at any point of it, he's just been awesome, and throughout the match, he was brilliant. And even Tom Phillips, because they played it perfectly when Daniel Bryan started doing the it kicks in the corner, and Corey was like paying homage to the Miz, and then he does Tom it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what exactly oh, um, what Tom Phillips said. Tom Phillips was like, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, like, I swear to God, Daddy, it kicks. Daddy, yes, kicks. <laughs> yeah, I love... I Tom Phillips, for me, is so much better than Michael Cole. Yeah, definitely. Yep. He should be the face of the commentary team. The voice. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of WWE. Yeah. Um, he has the voice. Yeah. He's got a voice you'd much rather listen to than Michael Cole's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just like... Everything seems so much more natural. With and him. he's not a like, twat. A... <laughs> he doesn't have to put himself over. He's not a geek. Like, I feel like Michael Cole. Everything feels like because you, you you're not that oh young. Oh my god! Like last time I saw a, a performance time. this good was when I saw Neil Young here in 1982 with 62,000 other people. <laughs> Fuck off! And I just twat. feel like he wouldn't say the big dog about a million times. No, he wouldn't. And let's face it, every time Michael Cole says that. An angel dies. A part of me <laughs> dies. Part of me dies. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Here's just... a tweet. There's not much left. Birdie to come out and slap Monroe Sky. 
<laughs> I think that was wasn't that one of my suggestions about that match. Well, we said Birdie Bryan versus Monroe Miz at SummerSlam 2040. Yeah. <laughs> Monroe Miz. <laughs> Monroe Mizanin. Um, back to the, the match. The end of this was just well executed. So, good and so old school. It was well. very old school, uh, but I liked it. I thought it. Unfortunately, I unfortunately, I've got the prediction wrong. You were the only one, as the peeps also predicted Miz by 62%. I just didn't see it happening. I did think they'd make Daniel Bryan lose this one. So this put the scores at me 7, you 3 on 5. So that's how Matt started to pull it back. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm messing it up a little bit. Um, Tweet from AJ Styles here. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Finn Balor. Who? Who? He didn't show up as Finn Balor. He showed up as the demon, which is Finn Balor in, a little in pain. Scamp, isn't he? Um, Kept that one a secret. <laughs> the crowd loved it. Yeah. People at MK11 loved it. It was a surprise. And this, I think I'd previously said that I don't think we'd see the demon at any point. I, I don't think we'd see it at SummerSlam. I don't think any of the crowd did because watching it back on Monday, the amount of energy that it injected into the crowd. It needed it, I think, um, because Ms. Daniel Bryan was a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, and it was a long match, so you knew that the next match was I listened suffer. to. Uh, another podcast this morning <gasps> and their reaction show and James Dino went to toilet at this match <laughs> I love how uh, you said another podcast and then just named the, po- the, the host <laughs> of the podcast <laughs> alright nobody else needs to learn the podcast uh, we won't be our good friend giving that up poor James he missed uh, the return of the demon and he, apparently he heard in the toilet the demon music and was like Oh, <laughs> yeah, because the lights went off and there was like rumblings in the crowd, yeah. got a little bit louder. But then when you hear the first boom, 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 everyone was like, holy fuck. <laughs> and then even just like the 3D clouds and I lightning. I was going to say, how, cool, that, did, how awesome. cool did that look? Like the 3D effects all the way throughout the night. Same with Romans later on with, the, yeah. that, with that big dog. Yeah. It did look amazing. Um, I do wonder what it's like to be in the crowd when that's on though, because like. You don't see that, yeah, you don't, yeah. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even I guess know. It's no different for you, but it just looks so much better on TV. Yeah, that was like. So well, like at, at cool, WrestleMania though. with New Day's pancakes, yeah. entrance, they were playing to that. They were looking at it, being like, "Oh my god, look at the pancakes!" Yeah. So people in the crowd must be like, "What the fuck are they doing?" <laughs> yeah, unless, it's, unless it was on the Titantron or something, but then they have the, they have their video playing, yeah. don't they? Then? I don't know. Yeah, um, but no, it just looked really cool. Uh, that sort of red cloud. Does he look? a better performer when he's dressed as a demon than he does he looks more comfortable as a demon than he does as Finn Balor I think that's that's kind of done by design because they obviously tell him like you can be more aggressive you can you can do this yeah Um, and he goes out there knowing that he's probably going to win yeah (laughs) so that obviously would help just yeah more confident because the demon helps him, obviously. I'd made more confident. some good predictions throughout the night. This wasn't one of them. <laughs> this won't happen, but Demon Balor should destroy Constable Corbin. <laughs> Two minutes later, will, will happen. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. He destroyed him in one minute and 35 seconds. Balor would have had to have flown his artist out, who, from what I've heard, takes like four to six hours to put that paint together. 46 hours? Or for a two-minute match. Have you not? Did you? Um, what was it? The um, twenty-four build-up to Brooklyn. They showed him doing it. 
Yeah. His artist doing it. And it's so, like, intricate. Yeah. Like, so many layers. Like, they have to do, like, so many layers of, like, light spray paint, basically. It was good, though. He looked awesome. And just to invigorate it, it automatically invigorated not only the match, but also Finn's character. Yeah, as watching it with mum, they went, the demon is here. Mum went, Who, who's that? And I said, Finn Balor. She went, oh, is it? Mm-hmm. And I said, The yeah. smiley Irish man. She, <laughs> the tiny Irish man, as they called it in the other week. <laughs> and she was like, oh, what's he, what is he doing? Why is he like this? And I was like, well, and then Michael what Cole was like, like what, what, it kind of annoyed me, the shock that it was from Michael Cole. There was no surprise. It was like, oh, the demon's here. Yeah. The demon who Finn Balor says he taps into where his artistic and wrestling side just merge and just like have a bit of shock about like a bit of like a bit like oh my god the demon's here corbin is fucked kind of <laughs> that kind of thing and not just like oh yeah he's I here here's some, here's some statistics better than the commentary team were yeah yeah by far um yeah and I, and I know that like i've heard jr say all the time that um you're commentating for hours um you can't be a hundred miles an hour all yeah. the time, but for Michael Cole, it feels like he's only ever at that yeah. for Roman Reigns. Yeah, um, only ever excited when Roman Reigns is on TV. Roman Reigns oh, matches. For his Shut matches, up, he's, gen- he's generally all right. Mm. Um, but for, like for moments like this, just for two minutes, he could have been like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like, what are we seeing? Yeah. Instead of just reeling off a bunch of facts and statistics about him. Yeah. It's like. Very much like what JBL would do, like when someone would yeah. make a surprise return and he'd be like, Here's the six time WCW champ, the four time United States champ. <laughs> like, it's just not natural. Um, one minute 35. I mean, Baron Corbin's a heel. Doesn't Literally really matter. No offense. At least Kevin Owens got a super none. kick. Yeah, one super kick. Um, <laughs> but to be honest, it was what it should have been. It should have been, yeah. It still didn't feel like great that this match. This happened on a SummerSlam, but I feel like anything other than a squash match yeah. would have been wasted. It would have diminished the demon. Yeah. And I think they needed to get the demon out there just to, as a reminder. Just and that's all it was. Like, okay. This is an extra layer to Finn yeah. Balor. He's Don't not forget just about this. Guy, yeah. Um, it's something like we've only seen, we saw twice last year, once the year before. I don't want to see it anytime soon, though. Yeah, I already. Don't to, I don't want to see it again until probably Mania. Maybe Rumble, depending on what feud he's in. Maybe Survivor Series if he's in the main event or in a big rivalry. Yeah, depending on what kind of program he's in. So, yeah, yeah. park it. Park it. <laughs> it's a bit weird that he gets... Well, I'll mention it on Raw. <laughs> if we get to Raw. You, you going to say what you going to say? It's a bit weird that he uses it then and not then. You use it <laughs> in a nothing match against Corbin, yeah. but not in a title match yeah. on Raw. Anyway, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, the United States champion... Defeated Jeff Hardy. I've kind of forgotten that this match was going to happen by this point because everyone was like, "What matches have we got?" America. Yeah, United States of America. Um, Notorious this match for one particular spot. Not notorious. Memorable for perhaps one spot. Yeah, what the fuck is he doing, man? That's one Tom bomb on the apron. Ouch! Give it a rest. A man who, who's four years old. A man who's previously stated that he's been doing less swanton bombs because it really hurts his back. <laughs> So he did this one Tom bomb to destroy it, but unless he did it to try and realign the spine <laughs> and crack the back, <laughs> maybe he did. Maybe he was like, 
a normal he, he spot that have, ain't gonna he help he must have been watching Takeover and heard Mauro give a line about crack the back and realign the spine he was like yeah what I might try that tomorrow <laughs> it might work it probably didn't <laughs> That, that was one where it looked mum, mum got fully suckered in by that. She was, she was watching it. And then, like, same when, when he came out on SmackDown this week, she was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I don't know how he's how he's walking there. He could have broken his back. Like, she was, she was trying to analyse it. She was like, I guess, like, he, he kind of hit, he hooked the rope a bit, so he didn't quite land flat on his back, but still, like, he's crazy. <laughs> he is crazy. He is crazy. He's absolutely insane to try that spot at his age at this stage of his career when he's already had so many spots like that he didn't need to do it fair play to him though never seen it before no I've never seen it before either. Uh, never even thought about it they didn't make much of a point of that being the hardest part of the ring that... which is very weird for them it was one thing that JBL wasn't there I guess <laughs> it was it, it kind of actually he was me. there but he wasn't on comedy it bothered me a little bit in that like it just seemed and I thought that on when we watched it live and then when we watched it again on Monday that they didn't make a big enough deal of it. They were like, oh, and he missed the swanton. It yeah. should have been like... Oh, my like, God. Like, imagine JR yeah. at that spot would have, like... Ugh. So many times Jeff Hardy's crashed and burned and JR's like, sold it yeah. in the past. I just felt like they could have done that a little bit better. But like They could have just talked about the potential injuries. They could have done anything. But instead they were like, oh, he's missed it. Oh, what a, what a shame. Yeah. <laughs> what a shame that a was. A temporary down point for... Uh, Smackdown commentary team. Yeah, we'll blame it on Byron. Just shut up, Byron. <laughs> shut up, Byron. Who did we uh, predict for this one? We, oh, by the way, we all predicted, predicted Finn, Finn Balor for the one before, didn't we? Yeah, we did, and we all predicted, all predicted Shinsuke Cockknocker. Cock what? Cockknocker. Cockknocker. <laughs> so he went for his older, his old low Shinsuke blow trick. Shinsuke Nakazmora. Lucas Mora's cousin. <laughs> Uh, football joke for you. Football joke. Anyway, so that put me nine. I got. I was on nine points, and you free rule on seven. Yeah. I don't think it went well for me from here at this point on. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Hated this. You hated it. Yep. So I think there's a theme. A lot of people were disappointed in the three three matches in particular, matches. which were so short. And basically, well, they were, in fact, all squash matches. I think the main, the main reason people are upset is because so many of them happened on the same show. I yeah. think if you took one, maybe possibly two, and put them on SummerSlam and didn't have the others or another one, it would have been all right. But it felt like there were so many big stories and big rivalries going into this SummerSlam that to end, have them end in squash matches. Finn, Baron Corbin, I think is fine. But Braun K. Yeah, that's fine. No. And this one, even though it makes perfect sense, like what does it do for Alexa? Well, for Nothing. me, Alexa <laughs> is the best female wrestler in the WWE today. Mm. So that just makes her, oh, shush Alexa off. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, guys, my Alexa just keeps turning on. Uh, by far, she's the best. And it just makes her look so weak. Personally, I don't think it makes her look weak. It just makes Ronda look strong. But have they made her look too strong? They've made her look very strong in that you go, well, who, who the, the fuck is going to be her stand a chance? Um, She's been given the Brock Lesnar treatment. But, like, now you can kind of tell yeah, Which isn't good. I don't, I don't know whether they'll go 
down a rematch route, which I guess they probably will. I think Alexa will just be like, uh, no. <laughs> but now they can kind of tell a story of Alexa being like, well, I already know what you can do. Um, I've experienced this before, and mm. now Alexa can use her smarts, but she obviously didn't use the SummerSlam by just walking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just she just left. She tried. Yeah, when, when, when Ronda sat down in the middle of the ring, I was like, just walk away. Especially when she get, turned around. Get counted out. I would have walked <laughs> towards her, then when she turned around, run back up the ramp. <laughs> I'd have just got my title and been like, see you later. Exactly. I would have been like, Alicia, can you come down to the ring with me? And then at some point throughout the match, just slap, slap me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Ronda was, she, she seemed very mad. <laughs> she did not stop talking throughout the whole match. <laughs> And I think um, she was probably so mad because she must have, just before she went out, must have seen herself in the mirror yeah. and realised how ridiculous <laughs> she looked. It did look ridiculous. But it helps with her whole intense face that she does. It she does, does look very intense the whole time. She looks a bit like Black Swan. Yeah, she did. don't know if that was intentional. Um, yeah. Um, shout out to Michael Cole for being a twat again. <laughs> <laughs> Natalia comes out and says it's been a rough couple of weeks for this young lady as her father Jim Neidhart died a couple of weeks ago it was literally on Monday you yeah. bellend and she ain't that young I don't think that's where he was going with it <laughs> it's just such a ugh. but yeah I, I didn't hate this as much as I've seen people hating it no I didn't hate it uh, looking back on it now I see exactly why they did it and although it makes perfect sense. I was the only one who predicted Alexa which put me in a rough position here as it's now nine to me and eight to the rest of you. Mm. Close the gap a little bit. <laughs> Heading into the last match of the night. <laughs> oh, I just found... I found a tweet. You remember off the match when she, uh, Ronda ran into the crowd and was getting Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ronda's husband lost his hat but gained an erection. <laughs> Oh, not a finest hour. Uh, I, I, at some point throughout the night, I made a rhyme about Ronda, but I think that was before I started writing them down. It was one about lousy, wasn't it? Oh yeah, something like that. <laughs> are you, are you, your insults are lousy. Oh, your promo skills aren't good. In fact, they are lousy. I'm coming at you hard, just like Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, a clean oh, one. <laughs> I love rhyming. <laughs> rhyming rules. Speaking of rhyming, rhyming reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryman Reigns. Yeah, um, so the WWE Universal Championship was defended for once at SummerSlam by Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns. Not for once, because that's happened many times. Um, people didn't want to see it. People were going to shit all over it. They did a bit. So they bring Braun Strowman out. So they bring Braun Strowman out, which, to be fair, added an element that a surprise. of surprise and intrigue and interest. Um, and then was they, it just me that thought massively oh they're going to go with they're going to go on a triple threat, triple threat. it's going to it makes Braun look absolutely amazing yeah but what and they went they with instead was Braun basically lied <laughs> yeah Again. yeah where he was like I don't want to cash in on something like behind my opponent's back and then he was saying like whoever wins I'm going to cash in on you yeah and then didn't <laughs> Doesn't, he said he didn't want to cash in on a weak opponent and then said he's going to cash in on the week of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which was just a bit weird. 
And it was kind of, he was like, oh, so I'm going to, everyone was expecting him to say, so I'm going to cash this in. And then he went, so I'm going to stand and watch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. Why would uh, you do that? Brock throwing that briefcase could have gone horribly oh, wrong. Yeah, it could have gone terribly wrong. Um, great throw, though. Good throw. He even hit the uh, LED screens before it, it before it hit the, the ground. Um, I just had a problem. Like, I know why they did it. Why they used Braun as... as like, it was, he was kind of treated like a sacrificial lamb. In it this. was a bit, yeah. And they used him for the distraction to get the crowd more interested from the start. Mm-hmm. And also um, to lead into a finish. And yeah, lead to a finish, and then everyone's assuming that Braun's going to do something at the end. Mm. Um, it just felt to me like they they just made him look really bad. They made him lie. Mm. Then he got taken out by one F five and was down. Then he couldn't get up to the top of the ramp to go get his briefcase and come and cash it in. Mm. Like, you seriously want me to believe that the man that size would be down from that for five minutes? Yeah. Um. And he was just, at the end of it, if you see, like, the end, they pan out. He's just sat there, like, well. Yeah, he's just chilling around the edge. And people <laughs> are going, we want Braun. Yeah. And just never, nothing happened. So, Roman won the Universal title, which is actually the first time it's happened. Yeah. Um, Even though he always says, he's the, yeah. in my universe. He's the rightful universe. Well, he really is now. Um, so, you know, not as many people would have you believe he gets shoved down our throats. You know, not from a title perspective, he doesn't. No. Um, what were your feelings after the one, two, three? Relief, happiness, anger, sadness, any of the above? A mixture of all four? It was a bit weird. Because it was like... I was glad that Brock Lesnar lost it. Yeah, it, it was like... I think when when he hit the spear, and then he'd go, he went into the cover, if I remember correctly, I had my hands on my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it happened I remember going oh fuck <laughs> they've actually done it mm. but then I think it was like good yeah finally mm. now we can move on it needed not to only, happen not only for moving on from Brock's reign of terror but also from Brock Roman let, well let's just like finally Roman's the champ yeah we know it's all going to happen eventually yeah people now, can now get it out of their system now let's move into Brock uh, into Roman as champ yeah. and seeing right if he really is the top guy that they tell us he is yeah. now he has to go and prove it prove it yeah so <laughs> I remember making a tweet um, saying in capital letters it happened hashtag wanky man punch <laughs> <laughs> uh, he used so many yeah he did Started the match with four consecutive ones. As yeah. I was saying to Dad, if you need that many, get a better move. Yeah, just do, do it. Just use one better move. Um, I think we counted, I think there were eight different moves in this match. Yeah. I think that, I think it was ten. Ten, okay. Um, which just isn't enough. No, not for a main event. No. And like, my problem with Strowman is that they could have done something. They could have put him through a table, mm. spear him through the barricade, anything. Mm. I'm just chucking his briefcase away so he can't reach it. Yeah. That's weak. Yes, it is weak. Um, the match lasted 6 minutes and 10 seconds. So not a stellar, um, you know, 20-minute epic match. But I don't think you're ever going to get that with Brock Lesnar these days. Um, but, you know, it served its purpose. Roman's now champ. As you say, we can now all move on to a new chapter, hopefully, 
um, whereby we don't have to hope that the, the Universal Champion shows up and we know we're going to go into a rivalry with people or someone which going to culminate in a match it's going to mean something and we're going to see progress each week you know mm. so you know I can't really fault it I think it's probably the best decision people will, will shit on it because it's Roman uh, and Matt so you could probably help us with this one you you are probably Roman's biggest detractor out of us three by far yep um, what are your feelings on Roman being champ Roman specifically I, like I know you um, wanted the title off Brock but how do you feel about Roman as champ so whether I was happy that it happened and then what happened on Raw I was even more happy mm-hmm. yeah so we're probably not going to have time to cover Raw and SmackDown in totality. Um, but major talking point from Raw was obviously Roman decided that he wanted to defend the Universal title, and he did so against Finn Balor. He said, you know, Finn never got his chance, so I'm going to give him that chance. I love the logic of this match was, you want it in Brooklyn? I want it in Brooklyn. Let's have a match. <laughs> and does Let's Braun, see who can win it in Brooklyn. Does, does Roman not know the rules <laughs> that you don't seal the deal with a handshake? You have to have some big elaborate contract signing yeah. where someone gets put through a table. And yeah. There's, there's formalities. Things signed and then something's thrown on the ground. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I think. Rookie. Um. So that was a mid- well, Roman won. I think we all expected that to happen. Although there was a point where it looked like Finn had it won. Yeah. Um, which would have just been. Did he win or did it get interrupted? No, he went to hit the coup de grace, yeah. missed, and Roman speared him. Oh, yeah, of course he did. Now, the big other major talking point with Raw, obviously, on the, off the back of this, was that Braun went to cash in. Um, in fact, he gave his briefcase, they announced he was cashing in. But in key, they never rang the bell. Yeah. Um, slight mistake by the shield. <laughs> yeah. Let them ring the bell. Yeah. Then they're they're the bell <laughs> Literally, they could have waited about five seconds more. Yeah. So, yeah, the shield returned. The shield returned. Yeah. So, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, in their shield gear, which they weren't wearing earlier in the night, uh, come down, triple power, power bomb to Braum, through the announce table, and Michael no, Cole. I like this. Michael Cole went yeah. crazy for it. Um, They're going to be the original. Um, not, not the Shield, Shield. reboot. Yeah, the, it remains to be seen whether Roman will change his gear. The, the the reports are I don't know where these reports would have come from, but from what I've seen online, the reports are that they're they're taking it seriously. Yeah, this Shield reunion. This isn't this isn't a Shield like reunion tour. Mm. This is an actual Shield. reformation of the Shield. Um, before we sort of go, because I know we run out of time, um, a lot of sort of conjecture and rumour and innuendo online that this was a heel turn from all three. Nope. I don't see it that way. No way at uh, all. Do you guys see it that way? I... Not at all. I, I don't think you can turn heel against Braun. can't turn heel against Braun. You can't turn Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose like that as well. No. You've um, lost your two, your top three baby faces on Raw. So I just hope they come out and just, like, kill everyone like, just come out and actually destroy everyone yeah for me the only way this can end is this was Ambrose's idea mm. getting them back together he's been working on this while he's been away the only way it can end is, is, is the along. exact same thing 
as what Rollins did. Mm. Not necessarily with joining an authority or anything, yeah. but just but literally just... mimic that exact scene. Yeah. Well, that would be great. I see a few flaws in that, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to be like it could literally be a year down yeah. the line for me. I think maybe one thing I could see is is them I Roman think... becoming maybe overly reliant on them helping him retain his title, especially if you're going against Braun and things like that. Yeah, they, and they then, could, they could then add maybe layers. some dissension. Oh, you're only winning because of us. And... Yeah, that that would be extra layers to this. Shit. Yeah. Um, I think they have to eventually do a WrestleMania triple threat. <laughs> they have to, right? Um, they can't leave. Yeah. It. They've wasted that one. They on can't a... leave it at Battleground yeah. 2016. Mm. Um, I'm still waiting for my friendly triple threat <laughs> um, <laughs> to see who's really the best. Um, yeah. Like... Spoiler alert: It's Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of that is Roman Reigns. I um, just briefly, I watched a video from the crowd from James Dillo actually who was in the crowd, um, as Braun's music hits and everyone goes nuts. And everyone's like, shit, he's cashing in. And then there's the whole announcement that he's cashing in. And then the Shield music's hit. And just throughout the whole, from Braun's music to after the powerbomb, just the prolonged like two and a half minutes of just noise, noise yeah. was insane. It gave, me, it gave me goosebumps and that rarely happens. Yeah. That does rarely happen. Usually quite warm, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway Smackdown also happened by the way two major talking points from Smackdown and I'll rattle through them fast Daniel Bryan versus Miz that segment was gold Miz punches hard Miz did brilliantly Daniel Bryan did brilliantly Maurice did alright uh, Brie Bella kicked a shower Miz and Corey Graves was brilliant on commentary <laughs> mum got suckered in he, well, he's retiring why would he retire yeah. You just beat Daniel Bryan. Uh, uh, well, this is you know, retired from Daniel Bryan <laughs> doing the exact retirement speech. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a good. And then, which yeah, kind then, of felt like the crowd didn't cotton on to that. No, it didn't at all. Um, when Brie went after Miz, Mum loved that. She was <laughs> like, she was. I loved it. She was laughing her head <laughs> off. It was great. I've seen this match coming for about the last three or four weeks. So yeah, um, but you know, I'm not. I'm not against it. No, it gives them, like it gives them a way to extend it without them doing another one-on-one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, we've got new tag team, SmackDown tag team champions, The New Day. We do. Who had a rematch against the Bludgeon Brothers. And this all sort of ties in. We've come in a nice loop right back to the beginning of the episode where we mentioned about Rowan having an injury. You heard the rumour about New Day. Um, that they rock. Well, <laughs> new Day rock. I think that there might be a hill turn from Big E. People have been trying to say this. Oh, <laughs> this is the one point I was going to make throughout this show. Um, just quickly. I'm really good at predicting things. <laughs> well, predicting predicting things in a roundabout way. Like, oh, yes, I won the predictions. But, I mean, I put out a tweet the other week about missing people. Oh, the right, next yeah. week we saw Benjamin. Yeah. This week we saw Asuka and Naomi. Yeah. Then yet that SummerSlam, I said, shout Where out. She was helping separate the... Becky and Charlotte. And oh, then, I didn't even see her. Um, she got no reaction or no comment from the commentary team. At SummerSlam, I said, shout out to Big E for wrestling pretty much every New Day match <laughs> for the last two years. <laughs> then what happens? He doesn't wrestle and they win. Yeah. So Now we just need Nia Jax to show up and then yeah. we'll be well, a I clean think, sweep. I think with that Big E thing, what I was going to say was they looked like they did it without him and they could just go with, well, we did it without you yeah. this time. Well, 
if, and before if, the match if they backstage the title mm. so that that should be how they lose it with them too yeah and then be like yeah we well, won it without you let's let us defend it without you and then they lose it and he's like mm-hmm, so I'll just do. yeah and that, and the before the match backstage he kind of looked uninterested biggie he, he, it was a bit of a weird segment it was a bit weird he was just sort of like, well, I'm not in it, so I'm not interested, sort of thing. Yeah, kind of. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was a really good match, actually. No DQ. Really good Raw. Really good SmackDown. Really good Takeover. Really good SummerSlam. Really good SummerSlam. So just really good. I week. think Tim watched 205 Live, but I'm sure it was fine. <laughs> it must have been fine. They had Wale on commentary. It must have been good. <laughs> whoever he is, <laughs> whale. Um, <laughs> so I mean, before we go, I know Matt, you've got to go. Fairly soon. Um, SummerSlam. Out of five or ten or stars or however you want to do it. Matt, you go. Um, I'll give it a, a four out of five. Not bad, not bad. Aiden. 8.3 out of 10. 8.3 out of 10. And I will give it a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm going to go slightly higher, Matt. Four and a half out of five, I reckon. Okay, fair enough. I think that's. Pr- I think it was really good, really enjoyable, good fun watching MK Eleven with you, Aiden. Yeah, fuck you, Dave Ashley, Meltzer. If you're listening. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Did you hear the obvious commentary from yeah, Graves on about that? about Peyton Royce? The iconics have never looked better. Yeah. Anyway, what about what Dave? Not Corey. Not Corey. Dave. Um. <laughs> ah, pretty much sends it now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore PWP. Aiden did a great job during SummerSlam with the live tweeting, and his PWP watch longs are really fun and interesting, so you should give him a give him a look. Uh, and you know, just say stuff. Yeah. When are you gonna start your weekly segment on Twitter? What was my weekly segment? Just anything. You <laughs> said last week you'll just come up with something. Did I? Yeah. Uh must have been drunk. <laughs> um <laughs> on a Wednesday night. <laughs> um Matt, where can they find you on Twitter? At the Bear and Bumby. Aiden, where can they find you? At Aiden Bunk. I like this new clicky thing I'm doing. That's yeah, my new, my new gimmick. Um, me, you can find me at AliBunker88. On Instagram, we're at the people's... No, at the P underscore PWP. Mess that one up. So yeah, follow us. Give us a shout. Just say anything to us, really. Shout out to Ashley, helping us with the quiz. Listening to every episode. Thank you, brother. Um... And yeah, we will see you next week. See you next week.